Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning. What's up, Game Changers? Here on this wonderful Tuesday morning. Nice and rainy in Florida. What's that? Nice and rainy in Florida. They couldn't hear. They couldn't hear you because you were talking to me, baby. My ears are going in and out. <laughs> well, I was trying to make sure I make eye hey. contact because even with him beside me, he doesn't listen half the time. Oh. Funny story. He called Ooh. me yesterday and said, hey, what are you doing? And I told him what I was doing. And then he went on to tell me what he called me for. And then he said, hey, what are you doing? I said, stop right now. I already answered that question. I wasn't listening. So I was trying to make sure I had eye contact with you <laughs> to make sure you were focusing and mm. listening. Okay. So listening ears on. It doesn't matter if our guest can't hear. <laughs> What's up, guys? Aren't you glad? <clears throat> Aren't you glad that you tuned in this morning? Huh? I bet you're. I bet you're thinking that right now. Hey, but you're going to be glad really quick. We're going to give away. We're talking about finances today, and um, we're going to be doing day two finances. And we're going to give away a $50 Visa gift card. And here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you guys plenty of time all show long. At the end of the show, we're going to compile who won. Mike, what are we doing? Or how, how are we doing this? We're uh, doing whoever, whoever tags the most people in the comments. So this is for Facebook specifically. Can you do that? You can't do it on YouTube, can you? Yeah, on YouTube too. So whoever tags the most people in the comments at the end, whoever tags the most people right now, Gets this $50 Visa gift card, all right? And we'll send it to you. We're talking about finances, so we want to give some money away. And um, we just think that that's kind of appropriate. But, hey, so how are you doing this morning? Yeah? Good. Yeah? It's, it's rainy. out. What she did say was it's rainy here in, in Tampa and in Florida. And, but I brought uh, the sunshine with me. You sure did. You sure <laughs> did. Look at that. You did. And, uh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> all right. We're having like all kinds of side conversations here that you guys can't hear, and uh, that always makes for a good live show. And um, but uh, we're going to dive into, and I know we, Diane and I talked a little bit last night when we uh, got home, and uh, so I was going to dive into and kind of continue along the lines of the power of giving. And then she also had some points that you know she kind of was talking about last night. So what you're going to get today is you're going to get a good dose of why we call this. You know, he says. She says, he says, and, and and the thing is, is that you have an opinion, and your opinion can be right, and, and you have uh, lessons that you learned. I mean, we've gone through lessons, and when her and I finish each other's stories, we've been married twenty eight years, and we we are aware of the stories that we're talking about. But sometimes, how many know that you learn a each person learns a different lesson, and possibly something different about the story stands out to them, and. Um, and so, I, can I just say this? You have to have the practical, and not just the practical, the, the smart finances. I mean, like, like simple things, for instance, that we talked about last week. You know, you have to bring in more than you give out. You have to, you know, you, you, you can't, you know, you have to pay your bills. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's time, you know, there's, there's certain simple, simple, simple principles that if you don't do, you have to save money. You know, um, you have to, you know, you have to 
be wise about what you are investing in and what you buy and what you purchase and what you subscribe to, things like that. And so Diana's going to get into some practical things, I believe, as well. And then what I want to do, and it doesn't negate one, I just want to tell you that if you've got all that down and you've tuned in, this is what the difference is. If you've tuned into this and you go, okay, well, I've already, I'm already saving. I'm already, man, I've got a million dollars in the bank. I'm I'm already, you know, I'm already where I need to be financially. But you don't have the favor of God, and you don't have, and you don't understand the power of giving. Ultimately, when it comes down to the, you know, comes down to putting your finances under the umbrella of God, you have to depend on Him. Because if you feel like you have it good now, you've not, you haven't seen anything yet. Because your, your good with God is great. Amen. And so we're going to talk about the power of giving. And so, you know, I want to make two bold, I think, scripturally accurate statements. Number one, first, your income is in direct correlation to your giving. And what I mean, your, your income is in direct correlation to your giving. There's a phrase that we have slapped, worn out in the church, okay? And I'm going to say it, but I'm going to tell you we've worn it out. But the very first time it was said, I mean, it was good. But the millionth time, it's like it just gets kind of washed away. That is, if he can get it to you or through you, he'll get it to you. And it was so worn out to the place where it's just an amen pat on the back and it's like an offering you know, comment that we don't really realize the power of it. If God can get, if God can get finances through you and you realize that you're holding money loosely that it's a tool you can't take it with you if you if you can't take something with you then how much of a tool is it for just this earth how loosely should we hold it it doesn't mean you should hold it loosely and not save it or hold it loosely and just frivolously throw it away but you should understand that if it's a tool that you allow God to use just like your life just like your ministry your purpose and you know just like your giftings if you're a singer and you allow God to use it God blesses it if you allow God to use your money in that gift he'll bless it and that's where I feel like the power of giving and that, that your income is in direct correlation to your giving. And the word uh, correlation in a, you know, in a thesaurus means connection. So can I just say it this way then? Your income is in direct connection to your giving. And, you know, I've said this numerous times, but I'm going to keep, you know, saying this until it becomes as natural as the air we breathe. God does not prosper us for the purpose of raising our standard of living. Yes, nice stuff. Yes, you can have things. There's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't raise you for that purpose. He prospers you and I so that we can raise our standard of giving. Not just give everything away, but be somebody that he can move through in the area of giving. Amen? So what do you think about direct correlation, giving, and your income? Well, I want to say my own point. (laughs) (laughs) You saw how that? You saw that? You saw that? Um, You know, I am a firm believer... If you talk with me on any other level about anything else, I'm a, a firm believer in balance. And I think, you know, balancing life, your spiritual walk, your relationships, your finances, I think balance is very important. And I think that um, in general, our society isn't really good at juggling and balancing things. So I think even in your giving, there's got to be a balance. Um, someone mentioned in the comments about being an overgiver. And that sounds kind of like, how can you be an overgiver? Well, you can outgive what your means provides you. So, you know, we kind of touched on that yesterday about saying, hey, I don't have, now this wasn't about giving, we were buying things. But um, (laughs) knowing we didn't have enough money for this. Yeah. (laughs) Given to our closet. But, 
we were giving, we were spending money frivolously saying, you know what, God will provide the whole amount, but we weren't being a good steward with what we had. So I think balance is always really important. We did that a lot back then. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, balance is always important. Um, you know, what, what good does it do for you to prepare? I mean, I believe, I'm a firm believer in preparing for your future, but at the same time, you can't be so focused on preparing for your future, you forget to live for today. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another good point, and that can be applied in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, financial stability now and later are important, but if you're spending, you know, your um, time focusing on preparing for your future that you forget to to live for today, mm -hmm. then, you know, what's it all for? Because, you know, time is fleeting, so you don't really You're know. You're not promised tomorrow. Correct. So, um, and so I think that that's important. Now, I'll go back to what your question was. Oh, my point. <laughs> She's going to um, answer the question now. She's like, it was like a, like a, like you're on the stand. What was that question again? I forgot. <laughs> what was that? Oh, you weren't listening. <laughs> I just said, what is the, what is the, Talk about the connection between giving and your income. You know, there's a connection or a correlation, and the word correlation means connection. So I believe that there's a direct connection between giving <clears throat> godly in a godly way and godly balance. We've already established that. I agree with you there. And your income. There's a direct connection. And I mean, I back that by the word. You know, Luke 6, 38 says, given it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give, it shall be measured to you again. Go ahead. That's the comment. Um, I think that it's also, you know, being in tune with when you're giving. So we're not talking about, I don't, I don't believe we're talking about tithing. I think we're talking, yeah, we're about, talking about giving. giving. So <clears throat> I think that's also, you know, being sensitive to allow the Lord to lead you where to give and what to give. Um, I think that sometimes we, you know, sometimes choose to use giving as a tip, like, hey, I'm going to tip God and he's going to give it, give me back. So I think it's about finding the balance and giving when the Lord speaks to give, because I feel like I've been moved by someone's situation. And instead of being a blessing to them, I've been an enabler to them um, to, to have bad habits or whatever. So I think that, you know, whatever that causes, but um, I think that it's about um, in correlation, connection. I think being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to guide you in where to give and what to give. Um, because sometimes, you know, in seasons, um, you know, when people are in a, in a, in a bad situation, maybe they're financially struggling. Um, I know that I've, I personally have been moved by the circumstances, but maybe God was trying to work out some other things in them. And I don't want to be someone's provider. I want to be, a, I'm blessed to be a blessing, but I think that there's been times, um, that I didn't, you know, really seek the Lord and go, hey, is this something I should be doing? And it's caused people to, you know, be an enabler of, you know, I have a sister that has um, had problems with drugs. Um, I, I got to a point where you couldn't give her money because it, even it, instead of paying an electric bill, it would be you know, her next fix. So I think it's being sensitive to where the Lord wants yeah. you to give. Yeah, but I mean, so my question, okay, so then you, you agree then, Direct connection. I mean, do you feel like that the word of, the word of God? So let's just assume that we let's assume that we are giving, you know, for the right reason. We are listening to God. We're tuned into God. Does giving does is giving connected to your income? Does God does God is there some is there a secret? Is there a, a biblical principle? There you go, Mike. Is there a biblical principle? It's good. I can hear now. D connected. 
between or there between uh, your giving and your income. I mean, we read it here in Luke, and and I think that you know we have to understand this. I, you know, it's interesting, you know, because I, I think that Diana brings such a, a wisdom, and the church can, you know, it, you could hear from certain elements of the church such an unbalanced. I don't know the comment that came in; I didn't see it, but Diana said there was a comment that said about overgiving, and you know. It can be so out of balance, but at the same time, understand this, giving, the enemy takes something that's God's always and distorts it. He took the word of God when Jesus went into the wilderness and he used it on Jesus and distorted it. He actually quoted scripture, but he quoted scripture in part. He took scripture out of context and threw it back in Jesus' face. And then Jesus, you know, wasn't fooled by it. So we don't have to be fooled by it. So the enemy takes something that is a godly principle. Let me just tell you why, once and for all, giving is a godly principle. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. Somebody could look at him in heaven and go, whoa, wait, wait a minute, God. That, whoa, slow down. You know, you're, you're giving Jesus to David? Do you understand how David's jacked his life up and how David's going to mess this up and you're going to give the most precious thing you have? And so my point is, is that from the very beginning, God gave. He gives. He's a giving God. It's a principle in the word of God. But the enemy takes it and distorts it. So can we, can we take it back from the enemy and put it in its rightful place and understand that giving is directly connected to our income? And our income meaning that whether or not you're going to, I'm not telling you that you're going to get rich, that you're going to have a million dollars. But he'll supply your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, whatever that looks like to, for you. I'm not, we're not the richest people in the world, but that's not what, that's not what he promised us. He promised us that he would bless us. And so give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom for the same measure. It'll be that you give, it'll be given back to you. And um, can I just say this? Go back to the point two. There's another point because I only said point one. Point two, God prospers us to raise our standard of giving. I, I just want to say this. I believe that somebody's going to leave this podcast with a newfound sense of understanding what it means to give to the Lord. Give your talents. Give your time. Give your treasure. Give your money. Give to the Lord. Be available for Him. I would say <clears throat> for my own personal life, I think um, somehow we you know, got real learned real quick that giving was a, was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, our life is a, is a product of that because, you know, based on, you know, where we come from, you know, we talked yesterday, I, I didn't even finish high school. The thing that got, the things that God has afforded me, you know, statistically, you know, that I, I probably shouldn't, you know, have a business that's successful or what, or be part of a business. I shouldn't, but I think God, you know, wrecks statistics and makes exceptions. And I think that um, it really was at some point we quickly um, made a decision that there was some, you know, godly principles when it came down to our finances, even when we had a little bit that we were able to get down pat. And I think because of that, God's honored that. And, and again, I, I, I'll, I'll, you'll probably hear me say this many, many times over the course of time, you know, I would have never in a million years dreamed, you know, that I would be where I am today. Um, I grew up in a, I wouldn't go into the neighborhood I grew up in, go back there without 
a bodyguard or something probably right now. But, um, and then obviously, you know, we got married young, pregnant, you know, started life with a lot of um, hard knocks. But I think it's been because of getting certain principles and one of them being finances, God's blessed and honored that. And so that's where I feel like that correlation that he took my our little bit and he increased it because he knew that as he, it, it could go through us. Yeah, and we didn't always understand that. So what you're hearing now is you're hearing years of never of, of us understanding, talking about this, really never breaking this open and, and talking about it necessarily like this, and finding out quickly. I think uh, when we, a couple of weeks ago when we did the first day on finances, and even today and yesterday that this this merits some time. And it really, and it, if you look, if you look at this, there's you know we're, we're utilizing the Word of God because He's helping us to understand because He didn't teach us why you know, all at once, you know, we didn't, we didn't understand the the why sometimes it's trusting. Sometimes it's, you know, um, when you've tried your way for so long, you know, and my way and her way, we resulted in what we talked about yesterday, cars repossessed and, you know, evictions and, you know, and bills not being paid, utilities shut off. And, you know, you go, you can say, somebody can say right now, like, you know what, I don't, I, I don't belong to church or I don't give, but I also, man, pay my bills. And so I don't really relate to either one of those. And, you know, but I can tell you right now that that was a long time ago. So, you know, that's just one aspect. What I can tell you over the last couple of decades where that's really been since then, you know, the last 20 years or so that we've, that we've not been in those positions financially, I can tell you that we faced challenges financially and those challenges didn't look the same. Those challenges didn't look like, okay, will my bills be paid? Or my electric bill, but it could be, you know, can we invest in this, you know, $200,000 venture? Or can we do, you know, can we start this division? Or can we, you know, hire these 50 people? Or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And there were challenges. Can we get into this, this space? Or can we, you know, can we go to this next level? And there were other challenges that we faced that didn't look the same. But the principle of God's word when it comes to giving remains the same. And, you know, there's a few things, Diane, and I want to bring these up, and I want to get your opinion on these two, you know, key points, I believe. You know, you know, looking at the scripture, like in Luke 6.38 um, specifically, but number one, a principle I think that you can jot down if you're, if you're watching this, God promises to return your gift to you. He says you'll receive a good measure literally running over. So again, time, talent, Carvey, somebody on, on, on Facebook said the same thing I said a minute ago. Time, talent. Listen, this is all about giving. This is not just about money. But I'm going to tell you something. If you struggle financially or if you want to see a breakthrough financially, I'm going to tell you that God wants to, to cause a breakthrough in your life in the area of finances as well. If you need a breakthrough in health, then, you know, then it's going to come through an area of a regimen of eating right, working out and things like that. If you want to break through in your relationship, it's going to cause, it's going to, it's going to require you to invest in that. I mean, there's, I'm going to tell you, if you are talking, we're talking specifically about finances today. And if you need a breakthrough and that's not just pay bills, but maybe you need to invest. Maybe you want to start a new company. Maybe you want to take on a new, maybe you want to acquire a company. Maybe you want to do something big. Maybe you're sitting right now at the top of the tallest building in, in, in the city. And you're looking to do a major multi-million dollar deal, or maybe you know you're a pastor and you're looking to acquire a new location or a new building. And it's and it's not even peanuts; it's like massive. Can I just tell you these principles? These principles are the same. God promises to return your gift to you. He says you'll receive a good measure, literally running over. God will bless you when you give to Him, when you give to Him, not not just to flippantly, but to Him. God promises to return your gift, and we've seen that over and over and over again. You know, God, God will return your gift. 
Number two, how about this one? You know, sometimes, you know, I know Elijah got fed by a raven. You know, I know that, you know, manna. I want to be fed by a raven. Huh? <laughs> I don't want to be fed by no, a raven. No, but... me either. And I know manna fell from heaven. But God <laughs> says. take the manna. <laughs> God says your blessings will come from men who shall give to you. So God uses, you said earlier, people. And so he has no difficulty blessing you from unexpected places. Can I just tell you where the, the scripture, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Can I just tell you that God can bless you? God can, God can cause a heathen to bless you. He can cause the most corrupt. Listen, somebody, somebody doesn't even have to understand they're working for God or, or being obedient or being used by God, but he will use men to bless you. And that's what the Bible says. Give, you know, be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He'll cause men to give to you. So God uses people, and he has no difficulty in blessing you from unexpected places. So the client that told you they're never going to do business with you again can pick up the phone and call you. You know, the, 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 the relationship that you thought was severed can literally come back together and be a source of blessing financially. God will bless you when you give to him. The source of God that God uses doesn't matter. How many times has that proven to be the case? That's good. Huh? We've seen many things like that where where we look back and go, oh, that was God. And it wasn't even a godly source. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Because God God's wisdom, he can do anything and use anybody, right? Um, I think that, and again, I, I don't want to get so consumed. We're talking about finances and money, but, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking, you know, the Great Commission, right, mm -hmm. to go into the world and, and preach the gospel. So I, sometimes there's been seasons as we've been building our business that we couldn't go. Mm -hmm. So we had to send. And yep. to send, there was resources needed to send those people sowing into whatever ministry. Now, seasons <clears throat> change. I don't know how David feels about this, but as our kids have been leaving home. Um, we want to go. I want to go. <laughs> I do. I want to spend time going into um, in the mission field, wherever that is. And it's something that I, I've... I, believe the Lord spoke to me um, when I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip. I'll be praying for <laughs> you from right here in America. I'm just kidding. Uh, when I had <laughs> the opportunity to go on a missions trip with my older children to Nicaragua uh, many years ago, there was something I was like, I could see myself doing this. Um, not full time. Mm -hmm. um, I love America and I love my home and I love my family and I love my, my granddaughter and, and my husband. <laughs> um, but I, um, I'm in a season where now maybe my giving is going to change. So my point to that is, is sometimes your giving may change some. So um, where before, you know, the Lord gave us resources to be a financer of certain things or people going to different places to sow into ministry, um, now some things are changing and reversing that maybe it'll still take money. Mm -hmm. But um, I may actually be in a season where when he says go, I'll be able to go. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so, and I think that sewing into that, I, you know, the, the return on that would be seeing lives changed in other places. So um, I am a, a believer that, you know, you will get a return and maybe our return may not be what we think it should be, mm -hmm. but I will say this, it'll be what God feels. Yeah. It's going to be what we need even if it might not be what we And want. what we need is more important than what we want. And, That's true. And, um, and you know, something I want to say, a story that I was reminded of when you said that, there was the CEO of a major corporation, it was Domino's Pizza, and he was sitting with his pastor um, years ago and said, you know, I'm going to sell the, my company. And, you know, we got a pretty penny for it. And he said, I want to go to whatever this country was that he felt, you know, 
pulled to, and he said, I want to build orphanages for, um, you know, for less fortunate children. Sounds like a great thing, and he investigated this, this ministry and what have you. And then his pastor looked at him and said, let me ask you a question. He said, how many, he said, that's great. If you sold and you got this money, how many, and you went there, how many orphanages could you, you think you guys could build in a year? And I don't remember the exact number. I didn't plan on telling this story, but let's just say, I think it was around three, three a year. And he said, okay. He said, let me, let me put something out there. He said, if you stayed at the helm of, as a CEO, where you had all the resources and you sent resources to people and you built teams, how many could you build? And I don't know the exact numbers, but it was, it was like five or six times the amount versus three, it was 20. And, you know, sometimes we think that God's called us to go. And sometimes he's saying, this is where I want you to give. And so either way, do you see it takes, it takes money. So someone could be saying, well, you know what? I don't have this ambition. I don't, I don't want this new car. I don't care about this house. I've got everything I need. You know, my bills are paid off. I'm debt free, whatever. But the reality is if you're doing something for the Lord in this earth, it's going to require finances and God, God wants to get those through you. So he'll get them to you. And so don't negate that gift of business or that gift of, 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 of that financial gift or that giving gift that God's placed in your life. And let me give you um, another point here. This is, this is something where <laughs> I want to point the story of the widow who gave the mites out first before it's thrown out or before someone thinks of this because um, the amount that she gave did, did not matter, okay? It was a little bit. So before I tell this, I don't want you to think of that and then say, okay, and contradict what I'm saying. But she gave everything she had. So it was the amount, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the monetary amount. It was the amount of what it cost her. So with that principle, you will receive in the same measure that you give. So remember, the measure is not how much you give, but how much you give in proportion to your income, in proportion to what you make. What I'm saying by this is stretch yourself. God will cause you to stretch. It, I, we stretched we were stretched by God when we weren't making a lot. So why shouldn't we be stretched by God when we are making a lot? The scripture doesn't promise that if you give $5, you'll receive $5 in return. It says the $5 you gave is simply casual. If it's casual pocket money, then I'm not going to receive a very large return because that doesn't, that doesn't, it didn't cost me anything. And it's, and it's the same thing with our time, the same thing with our treasure, the same thing with everything that we could give to, to God. And I'm trying to get you to the place where you put God at the helm and put your finances under God. Understand that his word talks about this a lot. And it's for you. It's for your freedom and understanding that, again, not one person ever from this moment back in time laid on their deathbed and said, I wish I had more time to make another dollar. Not one person. You can't take it with you. So no, so no one's trying to get anybody's money. We're, this, is, this is to help you because this is a tool that as long as you breathe air on this earth, you're going to need money. You're going to need it. Amen? So when you become a giver, you automatically move yourself into the realm of a receiver. When you become a giver, you automatically move yourself into the realm of a receiver. There are no exceptions to this rule. You reap what you sow. However, there are levels of receiving. Amen? There are levels. And we can get into this a little bit tomorrow as well as some 
you know, I know Diana, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I know you're, you're looking something up. I want you to close this out. But there's some levels of, of receiving, and I don't want to get too deep here. Um, I think before you get to that point, you have to first acknowledge that you need a change in that, that area. You have to acknowledge it. You have to recognize, hey, I need some help in this, situa- in this, in this area of finance, whether it be balancing it or being a giver. Um, decide that you're going to commit to a process there's lots of resources. You know, Dave Ramsey has a lot of um, financial planning type resources. There's apps. Um, you know, our, our phone, our, our ball and chain has lots of um, different things that you can download that you know merge with your bank accounts where you can edit. Um, categorizes the the expenses so that you can see where your money is going. So I think the first thing is to first acknowledge, and this is something I quickly thought of last night, like acknowledge that you need to change, decide and commit to the process, inspect it. Um, The definition of inspect is in detail to determine the nature or condition, investigate thoroughly. We need to inspect it. Sometimes um, we don't really realize where our money is going because you know, it's very easy to slide a debit card no matter where you're at or Cash App or Venmo or whatever um, you know, way you're sending money to different things. So we don't always, um, because it's so quick, we don't always have time to think about it. So then we, you know, give, you know, buy things without wisdom sometimes. Um, but a few months ago when our daughter was, um, you know, ramping up to get married, it was like, okay, we need to change like what we're doing health-wise, eating. So we went to a whole meal prep thing. And um, to see, um, I really wasn't, you really weren't thinking about it, but how much money, we didn't do it to save money, but to see how much money we saved not eating out or not, you know, David's notorious for um, Ubering in, um, how much money we saved in doing that. And that we didn't inspect it, but once we were doing the food prep, you begin to realize it. And then Uber called. It. Well, Uber called me and be like, "Hey, what's up? Are you feeling? Is, is David yeah, Villa okay? <laughs> did he uh, did he fall off the face of the earth?" So they were they were wondering. So inspecting it, and I think when you begin to inspect and kind of really see where your finances are going, I think that it'll allow you to find the the balance and make the adjustments necessary to be able to do some of the things that we talked about, um, whether it be giving or tithing or um, saving. I mean, I, I'm a believer in saving. Um, sometimes when you start to see a little bit saved and that begins to grow, then you begin to want to save more because you see that, you know, that expanding. So sometimes, at least for uh, us in seasons, when we went through um, savings, like you wanted to keep increasing that. So then you decided to make cuts, you know, maybe you only went to Starbucks, you know, three times a week and save the difference so that you could expand that your saving your savings or whatever. So I feel like you have to, and I think those are all things that again goes back down to balance. And I think those things can be applied to lots of things in your life. Determine, hey, I need a change. Commit to the process. Um, examine, okay, where do I need to make the changes, and then make you know the necessary um, non-negotiables to to be able to do that. And I think that comes in any part of your life, whether it be uh, your walk with God and your relationships and any of those things. So it's basic. Everything still boils back down to basic principles, which start with balance. 
Yeah, start with balance. And you know, and so a good place to start is the first thing Diana said, and is, you know what, you have to acknowledge that you need a change. And so I believe you're listening today because you're in different places. I saw a comment, I can't remember who it was from and, and what exactly it said, but the gist that I got out of the comment was, man, I wish this network was available, you know, at a different time in my life. And maybe that person um, was, you know, was, is, is, uh, at a place where, man, I, I could have used this 10 years ago. Not that they can't today, but then there could be someone else that's just starting out, someone else that's never given anything, that doesn't understand this principle. There's somebody that could be have hurt, could be, could be struggling with this principle. I saw a comment that said, you know, there's a, a people that will that will jack this or mess this um, concept or this, or this thought or word up. And, you know, so um, we don't have all the answers. I, I can tell you that this is something that we um, are very confident about because the Lord has carried us through a journey over our marriage where we were the least qualified. We were not pedigree. We were not, um, we were not, you know, no know silver spoon. No, no, we haven't arrived today. We haven't arrived at all. I'm just saying we were not qualified. We were just, we were just simply put, you know, not in the discussion. We weren't, you know, and, and so today, um, you know, to be where we are, it's just the grace of God and the principles of God that we've applied. So, um, you know, uh, we're going to give this $50 gift card away. We announced earlier that uh, whoever tagged the most people. Um, so, Mike, I know Mike's counting those right now. Who do we have, Mike? It is Elisa Harvey is the winner. I see the principal there. It looks like she waited to the very end. <laughs> And then when everybody else forgot about it, <laughs> she just went tagging like crazy. <laughs> I love it. All right, so fifty dollar gift card is coming. Hey, uh, the point of that is, it's never too late to change. That come on, you know what? Never Woo! too late to get your. She just dropped her offering in, coming out the back of the church. <laughs> you go. You it By the way, passion. comment comment of the day came from David Cribbs. Yeah, and it's it was very simple. Yes, David Villa is very beautiful. <laughs> David Cribbs. David is definitely the pre <laughs> Madonna between the two of us. True story. I couldn't stop laughing. I don't think Dave caught it. I think Dave was looking at his notes okay. when Cribs did it. But I was dying laughing, and Diana saw me laughing. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Cribs. So tomorrow, we don't know. You know what? You got to tune in. Are we going to keep talking about finances? Are we going to dive into into head-on into a relationship? It's going to be one or the other. Um, and uh, But tomorrow is going to be the mystery day. We don't know what direction we're going to go. We're gonna um, we're gonna come in. We're gonna decide today and and uh, come in tomorrow morning. But Mike, go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for thank you all for tuning in. If you are with us live, make sure you it. go and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also find us on Google Podcasts and pretty much everywhere the podcasts are available. If you are listening on Apple or Spotify and you want to join us live, join the conversation live. Be have a chance to get have a chance to jump in on some of these contests that we do. Search David Villa Game Changer on Facebook or YouTube. You can find us without a doubt. Uh, make sure you guys go check out Faith Gear. Our newest drop is available. It is up. We have a limited supply. Make sure you grab it while you can. The newest Bible plan, CrossFit, is now officially live. We got the notification, I think, at like 1030 yesterday that it's officially live now. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. And on that note, thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer. Game Changer.